Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes. I agree with everything you're saying. It's definitely one of those uh, learning experiences that you sort of battle with those internal emotions. And then hopefully you can get past them and then be able to continue on with whatever it is that you know your goal is or what your mission is. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech episode shout out goes to Chris Miles. Chris Miles, thank you for being such a longtime member of the We Are LA Tech community and just championing everything that we do. Really appreciate you. Be sure to say hello to Chris on Twitter at Miles Next Door. That's M I L E S N E X T D O O R. Miles Next Door. Let Chris know you found him via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Hey, I'm just getting a smog check on my car. So I'm taking a walk talking to you guys from there. Maybe I should stop walking so you don't hear the clicking of my boots. So I'll like pick a little tree to stop in. I think today's personal spot is going to be about how important it is that we elevate those around us. I think it's really easy to get maybe threatened or nervous. And the more, I don't know, maybe this is very like world healy of me, but I just believe the more that we're kind to those around us and we lead from compassion. And as Oprah says, like ask ourselves what happened to you rather than making judgments and assumptions. Like it just leads to more empowering relationships where we could all really thrive together. And I understand that as a society, we don't operate that way. But if like, if a few of us start making the choices and leading by example, then so many other people will follow suit, I hope. And I know I take the hard path and I lead that way to to make sure that I'm not throwing people under a bus. I'm doing all that I can to elevate people. And it's hard. It's really hard. Sometimes, you know, when I do work, I will not sometimes like I'll do work. And of course, like it would be nice to like take the credit. But I feel like that's not teammanship to just like take credit of everything. It's like, why not like. Why not support one another? Why does the credit have to go into my name? Can't it be on behalf of all of us as a team? And 
So, and I, and I'm not speaking particularly to our own podcast production. I'm just speaking in general, whenever I'm in like group work situations or whether it be, um, working with a client or whatever it's been during my career, I do my best to really like elevate the people around me. And I hope I'm doing that well. And it's tough. Like group dynamics are tough. We all have different personalities. At the end of the day, I just want to lead a life that is driven by integrity, really authentic to myself. And um, I hope that you do too, because I think the more of us that do that, again, I think we're setting an example for others. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast, spotlighting LA tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest, Herman. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Esprit. Pleasure to be here. So excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes, of course. My name is Herman, uh, born in Bogota, Colombia, uh, and my family migrated to the U.S. when I was seven years old and basically grew up in L.A. I went to school down in San Diego, where I attended San Diego State University, uh, majored in aerospace engineering, and I was fortunate enough to have landed a lot of big internships. And it was really through those internship experiences that my career went from aerospace to software engineering. Um, it's funny, you, you, in high school, you think you know what you're going to do with your career and your life. And then you get to college and you start to experience a bunch of things. Again, those internships really showed me my passion, my true passion for software development. And so I worked in San Diego at uh, Qualcomm and Raytheon for about two years after I graduated. And then, of course, L.A. pulled me back for various reasons. Uh, my whole family lives here. My then girlfriend, now wife, was living here and working for the Walt Disney Company. So it was just inevitable that I'd end up back in L.A. Since I had only worked for large corporations up to that point, I was really interested in the startup scene. So when I moved to L.A., I joined a startup called Pathmatics, uh, which is a digital ad intelligence platform. And I spent about two years working there. And then right at the beginning of 2020, not the best timing, I decided to quit my job. I wanted to pursue building a platform that could help restaurants reduce food waste. Uh, that is an issue that is dear and close to my heart. I absolutely hate wasting food. I paid for my first two years of college by waiting tables at restaurants, and I saw firsthand just how much food goes to waste at the end of each day. And so I wanted to do something about it. And that's where Goodbite comes in. Uh, Goodbite is a platform that allows restaurants to post any excess food that they might have at the end of the day at a discounted rate. And then users can browse through that available food using the Goodbite mobile app, uh, purchase it directly through the app, and then pick up at whatever time the restaurant designates. Uh, and that is the current journey uh, that I am on right now. You aren't on social. It's funny. I just had a CEO founder on the other day that doesn't have any social platform. And you're like, oh, no, not being on social has been a huge mistake in the growth of my company. So first of all, why did you make the decision not to be on social? And now why are you looking to build a brand on social? So early on, I've, I mean, I've always been a, an introvert uh, type of individual. And not only have I been introvert, I've always been very private about my life. I never had a desire to want to go and post something that I'm doing right now, post what I'm eating, share what I'm doing on the weekend, stuff like that. It, it's something that I mostly enjoyed living in the moment with the people that are around me. And I really care about those intimate moments. And so I never had that desire to, to go on social media. But of course, I, I've, I do have, on the other hand, a desire to want to make some sort of impact uh, in the world, even if it's a small impact. And I've always been interested in the entrepreneurship route. 
So now with that experience of, of wanting to, to build something and have people look at it and, and build an audience, I've learned just the sheer importance of having some sort of social presence and being able to speak about your idea, get people excited about it, be able to recruit people to help you on your journey and on your mission. So that's why I'm, I'm right now in this new chapter. I was lucky enough to find some great uh, tech influencers on Twitter that are just encouraging me saying, hey, it's never too late, man. You know, you're not old enough to do this. Just just get out there and start sharing what you've learned. You know, you've got a lot of things in your mind. So just start sharing what you've learned and, and what your experiences are. Do you feel, though, Harman, that you've been pressured into being on social? It's not something you authentically want. It's you feel like this is what's become of society and what you have to do. Or is this what you truly want to do now? Have you opened up a new curiosity? That's a great question. I would say it's a, maybe a little bit of both, but that's OK, I think. I think naturally, if I if I do what's inherently in my nature, I probably wouldn't be on social media. But because I want to do all these other things and I recognize that uh, social media is a tool that allows me to expand my voice and reach out to other people I would never have the opportunity to reach out to. I think it's important. So, you know, it's, it's OK to, to feel uncomfortable. And I've I've always wanted to to expand that breath and to, to continue and, and to get to meet new people. So sometimes it's okay to feel a little bit uncomfortable doing that. And I'm willing to push myself to do that. Why is LA the best city for you to build versus San Francisco, New York, Austin, Miami? Like, you know, there's all these tech cities popping up now. It wasn't like that back in the day. Like why for you is LA the place? Is it because it's where home is for you? Or is there something related to the tech world that you're like, no, for tech, LA has this. And I really want to tap into that. Definitely both, I would say. Uh, So starting from a family perspective, since you brought that up, uh, my entire family is rooted here. And I have a huge family back in Colombia, but here we're only about six family members. Uh, so we're, we're, we're a tight group and we, we love to, to, to communicate and hang out together. So part of that is, is, is uh, me being here is having that family support, especially since my wife and I are thinking of having uh, kids sometime around the corner. So being able to work on something and also have that family support is incredibly important to me. And then of course, on the tech side, I mean, it's, LA is massive. Right. So there's just so much in L.A. where in the tech space, you can go into so many different industries. Um, I only have worked in the startup uh, scene here in L.A. and I absolutely loved it. I was the the company was based in Santa Monica and that was my first time working in in Santa Monica and experiencing the life there. And I absolutely loved it. So being able to uh, be close to a lot of the, the tech community there in Santa Monica and interact with them and learn from them uh, has been incredibly valuable to everything I've been able to learn and be able to apply in what the projects I'm working on. And where are you in the building stages of your company? Because from what I understood is, are you looking to build Good Bytes like more and more and more? Are you thinking about taking on a full time somewhere else? Like, where are you in your building stage, both personally and for Goodbyes itself? So I finished all of the tech work about a month and a half ago. And uh, that was after about a year and a half, almost two years of just being in a cave, grinding away, uh, coding, learning. Um, So so that's that's where I'm at right now. And, And my, my tech stack is all React, React Native, and Firebase. 
I've absolutely lo- have loved uh, working with that tech stack. It, it makes uh, a little engineer like me um, have the power of of Google Cloud Platform and be able to scale up and down at at you know at, at any point. And it also is uh, is affordable because in in this new age of serverless technology, we're able to build something, and while nobody's using it, you don't have to basically pay anything. And then once you start to get, gain some traction, that's when it'll actually charge. But at, at that point, that's when hopefully you have some sort of revenue to pay those engineering costs. So that's what I've, I've built the, all, everything, uh, all of Goodbyte on. And so now I was ready to release. Uh, the app is, has been approved by Apple Store and, and Google Play Store. And when I got out there and started uh, knocking door to door in Santa Monica uh, at various restaurants, I was receiving great reception. Everybody loved the idea, and, and, every, and a lot of people were excited about it. But when I, I tried to uh, engage with conversations with restaurant owners, a lot of times what would hold me back, I started to notice, was the fact that I didn't have any social presence or that Goodbite in general didn't have any social presence. And so that's where right now I'm trying to figure out, okay, how do I actually market a company and how do I be able to, to build it alongside also uh, some potential competitors that are out there that are doing the, the exact same thing. And so I'm trying to figure that out right now. Do you think your independent life needs to have social presence in addition to your company? Because earlier we were talking about how you yourself personally really values those those real moments. And I think that that's wonderful. And I, I would love our entire society to operate that way. So do you think you have to like give in to your own personal being on social and rather than just solely focusing on the brand being on social? I think there's a balance uh, for it. I think in the beginning, part of me as well is also a learning experience. And so being able to do it myself um, with something that's easy, like being able to share what I've learned so far after you know, being in a cave and building for a long time. Um, I think that's a great place to start for me to learn how to go out there and talk about something, be able to to brand myself. And then from there, I want to use that learning experience to be able to to say, hey, okay, I have a company that I'm building. How the hell do I brand it? How do how do I get it out there? And how do I get people to start following it and and to be excited about the product? And to gain feedback, and that's something that is a that's a world that's completely new to me. Again, uh, from an engineering perspective, I've never paid attention to any of that. So it's a whole learning experience. And for me, I, I push myself to to learn not just engineering concepts, but anything. And and part of being an entrepreneur is learning that side of the business. Do you have customers? Is it just a a built technology, but no traction from? utilizing the technology? Give us a picture of where you're at. Yeah, so that ladder is is exactly it. So it's a built technology with no traction. And that's the huge mistake that I made. I wish I would have, especially now being involved in the tech community, one of the phrases that has really uh, caught my attention is build in public. I keep hearing people build in public, build in public. And that's something I wish I would have done from the beginning, because especially uh, uh, based on how much I had to learn early on, it would have been great to have shared the story and great to, to share what I had to go through in order to build the tech and test it out and make sure it works fine, integrate all of the processing payment stuff, all that stuff. It would have been awesome. So now it's it, it unfortunately made that mistake. So here I am uh, with uh, a built technology, but no sort of traction. I was able to land one customer 
which is a uh, it's an Indian restaurant in Westwood, but unfortunately no users yet, and I don't have enough restaurants yet to be able to feel comfortable to to release the app. So I was planning to wait until we had at least ten restaurants in order to actually release the app and and make it public for users to be able to use it. It would be interesting for everybody that would want to use it to actually start backwards saying, I'm a founder, I built this technology so restaurants can provide you like their food on a discounted rate, but I need you in order to activate things. So getting all the people to sign up first, like and saying, yes, I want this. And then going to the restaurants, I have 10,000 people, I have 50,000 people and they're ready, like, that might be cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. And uh, I've seen a lot of companies and I've read a lot of stories where people have been able to gain that sort of traction by just being able to talk about the story and talk about what it is that their mission is and have some sort of wait list. And that that was sort of new to me. I haven't I've never personally signed up for any wait list like that, but I know people are out there and if they like the mission enough and, and they like your story behind the mission, then they'll sign up. So that's an excellent idea. That's something I can I can definitely uh, see myself doing. Are you starting with just restaurants in Los Angeles? Yes. The idea was to start in Santa Monica since it was a big tech hub. And I was hoping that the restaurant owners there would be much more willing to give uh, a little guy like me uh, an opportunity to, to play with that tech and, and to see if it helps them reduce food waste. Wait, let's get into this for a second. So it's just Los Angeles. If you swapped it and had the people first, uh, first of all, how would the food be delivered to them? How do they pick it up? How do how is this different than like Uber Eats in the sense of like the logistics? Great question. So or is it the same? Yeah, it's not the same as as Uber Eats. Uh, this is dealing entirely with excess or surplus food. And so the idea is that uh, when a restaurant has any sort of excess food, they would post it on the app and then they would determine what quantity they have. So how many meals they have or how many bike bags they have, something that we've we've sort of termed. And then from there, um, they would uh, let the user know what time they need to pick up. And typically that happens at the end of the day, um, closer to closing hours. And then once the user is able to reserve, you know, find whatever they like and, and reserve that through the app, they just have to show up at, uh, you know, at the restaurant at X amount of at X time and then show the receipt that they've um, purchased the meal. Getting maybe a feature in Los Angeles magazine. Of course, we are LA Tech Podcast as you're on right now. Anything LA demographic, Santa Monica, Daily Press, all of these kind of, I think reaching out to them and letting them know what you've built and that you're looking to see like people just sign up now does it cost anybody anything to just sign up to your app it doesn't and it's funny that you mentioned that one of the things that really annoys me about some applications out there is when you first download them and you open them it automatically asks you to sign up and register and that might not include paying anything but it's still as a user it gets you to commit some sort of email or some sort of you know google integration or whatever it may be in order to access the platform. And because I, I'm not a fan of that, that's one of the things that I, I had to sort of learn the hard way of how to build. And so when you download Goodbyte for the first time, you're able to go through this tutorial experience of just kind of how it works and, and what, we're, what we're all about, and then be able to browse as a guest all of the available food that's in your area. And until you're ready to actually 
commit and reserve some meal or purchase a food item, then that's when you'll you'll sign up and it's entirely free. It's just you 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 add your credit card and then you're able to purchase from there. I feel like that's the move, dude. I feel like that, that. Have you tested your technology so that you know it flawlessly works, or no, not yet? Yes, unfortunately, too much. So I totally ran into this problem. Like I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and um, I also I need to mention my wife joined me on this project as well, and she is an incredible designer. So together, the app just looks absolutely beautiful. And because I'm a bit of a perfectionist it works really well, but it almost works too well. Like I, I wanted to release an MVP, but in reality, it's not an actual MVP, it's more of a product. So, so yes, it does work well. Again, just no traction, no audience. I feel like you're actually more successful than you think. It just probably feels deflating because of social media BS. But like, no, I feel like we could get there. But before <laughs> I dive in a little bit more, is it just you building? Uh, from the engineering perspective, yes, it's just me building. And then my wife does all the design work. And she was also going to start spearheading some of the marketing work as well. Any more people on your team or just the two of you? Just the two of us. The, yeah, just and two have of you us. raised or no? No, no, I haven't raised any money. I haven't really gone out. I, 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 I wasn't thinking of, of uh, trying to lead with uh, any sort of um, VC backing. I just wanted to get out there and, and sort of prove the product and, and see if people would use it and see if businesses would be interested in using it. And you make money off of transaction fees, right? Correct. So uh, the way it works is, um, let's say you have some sort of meal that is offered at $6. We would take a dollar from that transaction. Uh, the restaurant would get $5 from it. And then we would get 50 cents to, to uh, fund the goodbye operations. And then the 50 cents would go to Stripe for the processing fee. By the way, Goodbye is such a great name. How can people connect with you? Uh, before I ask the next question, since we're on topic of the name, what's the best way to check out Goodbye and to connect with you? So our social platforms are uh, Goodbye app. And again, you won't see much there. We're, we're trying to we're, we're trying to see how we're going to, to brand it and, and fill it up. And then you can connect with me on Twitter. I'm on there right now sharing stuff that I've learned, you know, over the past couple of years. And uh, my handle is uh, at Herman Pineda underscore. That's G-E-R-M-A-N-P-I-N-E-D-A underscore. And can you spell good bite too for everybody? Yes. Good bite is spelled G-O-O-D-B-I-T-E app, A-P-P. You became apprehensive when in the two years of you building toward the end of the two years, a company in Europe launched a similar type of company and that kind of deflated you, which I totally understand. I've been there. However, I don't really understand how their direct competition, if one, you're in US and they're in Europe, and two, you're also focused on LA right now and they're focused, I don't know where they're focused, but I imagine it's not Los Angeles. And even if they do end up attempting to be more global, it's going to be a lot harder for them Whereas like, even if you dominate all of LA, you'd have a very sustainable, healthy business, even if you were just Los Angeles and surrounding areas. What about them existing made you feel that you shared with me off the record that you gave me permission to share that you couldn't exist too? So, uh, so let's backtrack to kind of who they are. So when I started building, I was just like I said before, in a cave building away. And then I one day kind of sort of popped my head up and started to see this happen earlier this year. 
I pop my head up and all of a sudden I see a company that is doing something very similar that expanded into New York. And I started to do some research into that company. Uh, the company's name is Too Good To Go. And they um, have been operating in Europe for a couple of years now, actually. So I think they started sometime in 2016 or 2017, something like that. So when I saw them expand into New York, I, I started looking into it and, and they were doing something very similar. The mission was all very tied together. Some terminology here and there was obviously different, but for the most part, it's the same mission. So uh, as an entrepreneur, I think it's, it's always difficult because you're always going to have competitors no matter where you go. And no matter Which is actually good industry. to have competitors because totally. it means there's no market if there's no competitors. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. And coming also from a background of sports, I played a lot of sports in high school. I love competing and, and, I, and I've, I love being able to go out there, put out my best work and put it up against anybody. And that's something that I've, I feel very passionate about. The one thing that for me uh, affected me a little bit different was the mission behind what I was trying to do in, in helping restaurants reduce food waste. And that I kind of had to have an, an internal battle whether I wanted to actually compete in a space like this because of the strong uh, mission attached to it. Or if I wanted to say, hey, I, you know, I could be a huge resource from a technology perspective. Let me go and join a company like that that already has all the traction that by this point has expanded into San Francisco. I think they're in Portland, Chicago. I imagine they're going to try to come to L.A. sometime soon. So I was kind of trying to uh, evaluate what I wanted to do uh, with that respect. And, and part of that journey is still me trying to figure out, is this something that I want to continue and keep pushing forward? Or is this something I want to join them on? Or is my life going to go in a different direction and maybe the other ideas come up? So I definitely wanted to keep my mind open to that. I didn't want to have the last two years lock me into just, hey, I have to keep working on this. I have to keep working on this just because I spent so much time on it. I didn't want to just put all that weight on my shoulders. So, you know, part of being able, being out, going out there and exploring and talking to other people is also exploring other things that I might be able to do. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, I just strongly feel that, you know, Coca-Cola and Pepsi can exist at the same time. And just because someone else exists doesn't mean you can't. And also not wishing ill on any other company. But the fact is all companies have different experiences they go through. There's this one company that was like a, a shipping company that was amazing. And they made one wrong, significantly wrong decision. They were like, profit well i don't know if they were profitable but they seemed pretty profitable they definitely had a healthy amount of funding they were growing rapidly and they made one really uh bad decision logistically in their growth plan and it wiped out the whole company and they folded and so like you just don't know i mean here i am with we are late tech it's almost our 10 year anniversary i can't and when i say we i mean mine <laughs> You know, and I can't tell you like how many organizations have, you know, dipped into L.A. wanting to, quote unquote, capitalize on the growth of L.A. And then there, here's there's me, this kind of like random hippie capitalist girl that like literally is not looking to capitalize in L.A. I'm just looking for people to love one another more, but I'm doing my best to do that operationally in a financially sustainable way, which is really hard. I don't have backing. It's literally me on Twitter, on social, on the podcast, doing all the things. And I'm still here and it's almost 10 years. Like, wow. 
I don't even, I'm not even 10 years old. Like I, you know, (laughs) that's just like 10 years is like a long time. And these other companies that came in, I supported them and everything, but they had different stuff that happened that they're no longer here. And so this small guy, me with no resources at all is still around. I love that story. I think it's awesome because I, I still don't know how you found me. I, I have like zero followers or like 10 followers on Twitter and you reached out to me on Twitter and you found me. I'm like, how did she found me? She has, because I saw your Twitter, it has, you have a huge following. So I thought it was crazy that it was you digging in and finding these people in LA. That's awesome. I proactively look for people in the community to be supportive. I do it on average, I'd say 15 minutes to an hour a day. I I aim for 15 minutes, but sometimes if I'm like super into it, it will be like an hour, you know? And then that like makes up for the days that I don't do it. I'm just, we'll just say 15 (laughs) minutes on average. But yeah, that's how I found you. So I'll look through everything and I'll, I'll look through everything possible because I was telling one of my good friends the other day, and he already knew this about me. He's like, yeah, I already know that. Uh, I was like, it's like a drug helping people. Like, I just like, I really like get off on it. He's like, I know. <laughs> you're a giver. You're, you're but a giver. You know what he said, which was really interesting, that doesn't relate to you, but it, it was a good learning moment for me. He's like, not everyone wants help, though. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's your zodiac sign if you don't mind me asking? Pisces. Oh my gosh, my wife is a Pisces. My wife is a Pisces and it's the same exact thing. I've. It's funny that you say that because she has also had friends tell her the same exact thing. It's like right now, I don't need your help. Right now, I, I just need you to listen. I don't want your help. And my my wife is the same same person. She always wants to give, 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 give and give. And she leads with her her heart and it's beautiful and it's awesome. But yeah, I, I totally get that, you know, what you're mentioning about your friend. It actually started because I was doing something really, I thought, helpful for a founder friend of mine. And then we had this certain communication and I, I read into it. I don't know if I'm reading into right, but I was like, oh, my gosh, I think possibly what I thought I was doing was helpful wasn't actually helpful to him, but I wasn't aware of it until this like moment. And then I felt terrible. And then I called my other friend. I was like, I feel so bad here. I thought I was helping someone. He's like, sometimes people don't want help. And so you're insisting your help when they're not looking for help. And it was just super aha moment where, and I'm just, I'm still, this was only like yesterday, the day before I'm still like processing it. But anyway, it is very rewarding though. Yeah. It is oh, it's very so rewarding. rewarding, but that's yes. how I found you because I like get, I get a thrill from seeing other people win and selfishly, I feel really just like excited by having the privilege of being part of their journey to win. I'm like, that is just so cool. And so (laughs) in a way it's really selfish, you know, I I think maybe it's a healthy balance of like selfish and helpful, but like, I'm definitely getting something out of it, which is this like thrill of, of, It's just this like, like, imagine if I was able to connect you to Los Angeles magazine. I don't know. I have a contact there, it turns out. But imagine if I was. And imagine that connection to Los Angeles magazine led to like 10,000 people signing up for your app all in Los Angeles. And then you were able to go to these restaurants and like, and like say, hey, I have 10,000 people on my app just waiting. And you already know your tech work. So you've already done the part the most most companies struggle with, right? And so your tech, your technology is solid. All you need is now the restaurants and they'll be like, hell yeah, I want 10,000 people. Like, you know, yeah, like sign me up. 
like that I was able to make one connection that would lead to like you being closer to achieving your dreams. That makes me high. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's is all, my drug. I, you know? That's amazing. I, I mean, and of course, I, I think the reception you, you, you receive from your giving is, is probably incredible as well. And, and, and that's part of it. I mean, I've, I've had similar experiences where I've been able to be in a position to help other people learn programming and teach them uh, problem solving techniques and, and engineering concepts. And I, I totally get, I mean, I'm not at the scale that you are of giving. I get a tiny bit of, of that dose and it is uh, in some ways addicting. And I think that's awesome that we have people in this world um, that are like you, that are willing to, to uh, go out there and help people achieve their dreams. And like you said, just be a part of that story. I think that's incredible. I think that's what makes this world beautiful. I have to evolve into the next chapter, though, which is not everybody is looking for help. And so I have to be more mindful of not so much asking questions, because my friend also said, you don't ask people if they want something, because everybody's going to just say yes, by default, you know, so I can't just be like, would you like me to introduce you to this investor? Like, you know what I mean? I have to find my way to make sure I'm doing it in a way that actually is welcome. And I just recommend you don't get lost in the social and follower counts and this, because a lot of time that social engagement, if there's no direct intention or path, and the follower counts don't actually equate to success. And so you want to put in line metrics that actually equate to the success of Good Bite. Um, I was just listening to the book Essentialism, which I love. And in Essentialism, it talks about what he says, what does done look like? How can a team rally behind done if, the, if done is ambiguous and you don't know what actual success is? So he gave the example, like some people, one, one company was like, well, I want to build housing for, you know, um, for everybody around the world, so everybody has a house or something like that. And then, and and that felt like, what does done really look like? Like, is it achievable? Is it like, you know? Then Brad Pitt comes in with his project in New Orleans um, with the disaster that happens that I wanna build 150 homes in this particular community who have been affected by this hurricane, right? And then, and so done, is extremely clear and everybody could rally behind it because they could get on board and they could see how they could be a part of the done. And they know when done has been executed on and it's been successful. Whereas like, I wanna build homes around the world is still ambiguous. Like, so it's not until you have 100% of homes, you know? And so when I say I wanna reduce food waste, it's hard. Well, what does done, like, when is that really successful? But if you're like, I want to reduce food waste in in California or in Los Angeles. Like if you put a mark and just started in Los Angeles and later on you expanded to California and then you expanded beyond that, right? Or whatever. Like people could start to rally behind it. And it's and if you get even more specific, I want to reduce food waste, you know, in Los Angeles X, X percent, or this is how we are going to track it. And I want to make sure that the homeless in this area have at least one meal a night uh, or in every different neighborhood have at least one meal a night or, you know, something really like, like almost like data driven, but like Absolutely, in a really yeah. emotionally connective, thoughtful, not gross way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
data-driven for social impact, I just don't see this other company as a nervousness competitor. I see it as only as proving the market for all these reasons. Yeah. Absolutely. I, and I think you're you're totally right. And And speaking on that topic, I agree with everything you're saying. It's definitely one of those uh, learning experiences that you sort of battle with those internal emotions. And then hopefully you can get past them and then be able to continue on with whatever it is that you know your goal is or what your mission is. So it's just that learning experience for me. Um, it's been uh, very interesting to, to have those conversations uh, with my wife and figure out where we're going and which way we're headed. Um, but as you mentioned, I mean, they're only proving out the market and there's a ton of people in LA specifically that would absolutely rally behind a mission like this. And so part of it is being able to build some sort of community that can, that can do that. So, I'm, I'm yeah, really I'm, excited uh, for you, and yeah. um, I'm happy to continue to be supportive if, if there's uh, a way to be supportive after. Obviously, I'll send you the links to those sites, but um, I literally think you did the hardest part. If indeed your tech is flawless, you are so far ahead than someone who would have had a zillion customers first, just so far ahead. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't call it flawless. I don't know if you could ever have flawless software, but I mean, it's good. It, it's definitely not just an MVP. And especially in this in this time where I've gone out and I've spoken to other founders, they really hone in on on the MVP and, and, and the minimal part. And what I build wasn't an MVP. It is a full product. And what I'd also recommend is having a date, like Whatever it may be, maybe it's something that you rally behind like November 25th because in the States that's like Thanksgiving or something like that where like where like mm -hmm. you get oh, all the restaurants like come on board by that date so everyone could have like a, a Thanksgiving meal or something. And and so like you you reach out to all these different publications like, hey, we're trying to make Thanksgiving possible for as many families and this is how we're doing it by reducing food waste and we're partnering da, 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 da. And then and then so you get all these people and then you start reaching out to the restaurants, hey, we're on this mission and by Thanksgiving da, 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 da. and then at, even after Thanksgiving you'll be able to have, you know, extra income for food that you'd be throwing out anyway da, 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 and this is how it works. I, I feel like like there's something there. I don't know. You'll you'll brainstorm with your wife and see what you two come up with. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you very much for the idea. <laughs> it's just the beginning. Well, thank you so much for hanging out. If there's one thing that the LA tech community can do to support and accelerate you and your success, like what would it be? Is it them signing up for Goodbyte? Are you looking to raise money? Are you looking for extra coding? Are you looking for interns? What is it that you're looking for um, that would help accelerate you? I think right now, if you just want to reach out to me via Twitter, since that's where I'm on, that would be great. And then I can work on building some sort of wait list for community members that are interested in this idea and are interested in backing up this mission. And then from there, I can be able to build some sort of, some sort of traction to, to go to these restaurant owners and say, hey, look, we've got you know, this group of people that are very interested in this idea. Are you willing to come on board? and help us with the mission. So reach out to me via Twitter. I am on there. I do plan to stay on there. And I've been really enjoying my time with the tech community. Like you mentioned before, I, I haven't been focused necessarily on follower count, just more engaging and meeting new people. They're very welcoming. I've, I've had a great time uh, there so far. So that's, that's what I'm focused on right now. 
and reach out to me there. And then I, I can figure out a way to, to build this list up and, and keep moving forward. Awesome. And a couple last questions. One, what is a restaurant that you recommend we all check out in LA? Speaking of restaurants. I love KBBQ. So Brothers KBBQ is my favorite uh, KBBQ place. That's in Koreatown. Maybe it's, uh, I don't think you can go wrong with any KBBQ place there. But for for us, it's definitely uh, Brothers. And also, if you're looking for just a, a great, great sub, uh, Bay City's uh, Deli in Santa Monica. I don't know if you've been there. It's incredible. The godmother. Uh, get yourself a <laughs> the godmother, a godfather. Get yourself a chicken parm. Any sandwich you want from there will just leave you, um, you know, feeling great. And it's it's a great sub place. So I would recommend those two places. And what's a hike you recommend in LA? A hike I recommend. Honestly, I, I, this might sound cliche and. Uh, touristic, but just the Hollywood hike for me, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I've gone out there uh, with my wife and my nephew, and we had a great time. I was throwing around the football, and it was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I also have two dogs, too, and I've been up there with them, and it's, it's great. I love that hike. And an LA tech company or talent you've come across who's really impressed you? LA tech company. Uh, you know, I've, I was actually listening to your podcast. And one of the ones that was really impressive to me was the official app, mm, especially because Zach. coming He's yes so cool. with Zach. <laughs> so I, I I listened to it. Um, it was my first episode listening to um, your podcast, and I was very intrigued by the idea behind it, by the mission behind it. Um, I think he mentioned he was moving to LA. If I'm, yeah. if, I, if I recall correctly, yeah. he went through Launch House, uh, uh, yes. an accelerator in LA. Um, mm-hmm. So he lived in LA, and now he wants to like permanently move to LA. Yes. So hopefully their headquarters are here in in LA. If not, it's still a great tech startup that I heard about with respect to LA. And I actually want to uh, introduce my wife and I to it. I, I want to sign up for the uh, platform because I think it's it's a great platform, and and everything he was saying about the the premise of it and the mission behind it, I totally stand for. And I think I can absolutely introduce that to my wife and we'd enjoy going to dates and figuring out what we like, what we each don't like and finding something in the middle. Can't remember the URL, but it's like get official, maybe dot app or get official app. And um, I forget like his tagline. I wish I could memorize it because I love it so much. But it's something like where where couples come to like stay stronger or something like they don't yeah. focus on dating. Something they focus the on official. Com- yeah, yeah it, it was like, like, uh, you know, we're not here in the beginning. We're here when you're ready to make it official. I'm totally yeah. like blocking <laughs> yeah. that. Sorry, Zach, Don't, if you're listening, too. but, but it's something really cool like that. And it totally caught me. And he was, I think he's, he mentioned he was uh, a business guy, marketing guy, and he did a great job uh, describing the app. So I'm totally, I, I want to get hooked on it. Yeah, that that's a great, a great, great one um, to mention. That's so cool. And then last question, if someone were to land in LA for tech today, what would you say the first thing that they should do is like, where should they go? Santa Monica. Uh, for me, I think that's from what I've experienced so far, the the primary tech hub in LA. So I think being able to go there, not just enjoy the atmosphere, because it's a great atmosphere and you'll get to explore a lot of restaurants and love, you know, exploring the city, walking through Street Promenade. But ask anybody around there. I mean, there, there's so many tech companies in Santa Monica that I think it would be very 
advantageous to be able to connect with some of those companies there. Um, I know the, the the startup that I was working there was right on Fifth Street, Fifth Street and Santa Monica Boulevard. And we would walk down to Third Street or really all over Santa Monica to go have lunch. And so during lunchtime, you'll see a lot of engineers walking around there. And, you know, all you have to do is stop someone around the corner and say, hey, you know, what are you working on? And I guarantee you, you'll have engineers that are excited to, to talk about all the cool stuff they're building and all the cool stuff they're working on. A hundred percent. Harmon, thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. To connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the LA Tech community, remember to go to wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Herman, founder of Good Bike, fighting food waste one good bite at a time. We are based in Santa Monica, and you are listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.